The Lonely Gal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lonely Gal podcast. My name is Judy Wong, and I'm your guide on this journey. Today's guest, we are talking to Jess O'Rourke, owner of Mudbugs, and Jessica Lee Coaching. We're going to dive into loneliness today and what it's like being comfortable in an uncomfortable space. Today's podcast is brought to you in association with Graco Studios based in Finglas, Dublin, and they offer a hybrid solution for video, photography and podcasting. For more information, please check out their website at gracostudios.com. Hi, everybody, and I'm back with my new episode, and I have my gorgeous guest, Jessica Rourke, who is the owner of Mudbugs and also a life coach, um, and she is under Jessica Lee Coaching, and Jessica, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I know. It's great to have you here, Jessica, because we, ba- sorry, it's Jess, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why it's I called like you Jessica. Jessica Lee coaching, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so Jess. like, you know, yeah, pro. professional. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Jess. I always call you Jess. I don't know why I went there. But um, here, so basically, you know, the podcast is all about loneliness. Mm-hmm. And we've had umpteen amounts of conversations around loneliness. And it seems to be more and more um, impacting people. So I'm going to dive deep in, straight in there with you. As you know, we like sure. diving in deep. Um, so tell me a little bit about your own experiences with loneliness. Well, I suppose for us, when we were chatting about it before, mm-hmm. um, I kind of started to think about what it is for me or when I started to notice it. But the thing is, I, I genuinely think it's actually a much more normal thing or it's even a smaller thing. I know it's a big thing, but it's a smaller thing. So it's almost like an emotion of feeling sad or angry. You feel lonely. Yeah. So when I look at it, there's so many times that I felt it in my life. Things like I still remember one where we were all sitting around the table when we were, I was about seven or eight. We were at my grandparents' house and I said something, don't even mm. know what it was, but all I can remember is everyone laughing at me. And in that moment, I was like, I feel like I am so lonely. Nobody mm. else gets me. No one else understands what's going on. So that it, I think they're the little moments where it can be, a, you know, that gut wrenching kind of feeling where you've just been hit in the gut almost. Yeah. I think that can be loneliness. And then other times like in college, I remember feeling that sense of loneliness where, again, I didn't feel like anyone really understood me. Okay. But then it could be tied to the, you know, I was feeling really sad and uh, isolated, which the, is the loneliness too. So it's it's trying to figure out where that comes in and where, what, what at what point is it loneliness? And then mm. at what point is it depression? Because they're all so interlinked or anxiety. So there's been so many times. And then again, when I became a mother, that was a huge point in my life where I felt really really lonely Mm -hmm. it was you know I think for me loneliness is usually when I don't think anyone understands me or anyone totally gets what I'm about or who I am so we were talking earlier on about like masking and you know the fact that you're talking about you know being isolated not being understood 
Do you think that you've used masking as a way to protect yourself, but therefore the masking has kept you lonely? Yeah, I think the, for me, the masking was trying to make everyone else feel comfortable mm. and trying to please other people. So then what happens is I'm not being myself, which then means I feel lonely because nobody gets me. So it's that vicious cycle of I feel lonely, but I want to make sure everyone feel, everyone else feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. And now I feel even more lonely. But how do I make sure that everyone else feels comfortable? Yeah. <laughs> like, so you're co- I feel like I was constantly using a mask and it wasn't a conscious thing. It was often a very subconscious thing because even it was at that point, it was at such an extreme point, I suppose, that even my mother didn't recognise that I was masking. So there was one point I remember where I was talking about how stressed I felt and I just felt like that tightness in my chest and my heart was just racing. And she looked at me, she said, you feel stressed? And I said, yeah. And she said, I genuinely thought that you were such a calm person. Mm -hmm. I never imagined that you would feel that amount of stress or that pressure. But that's because my masking had become so good. Yeah. That no one around me even recognised that I was masking. Yeah. So for the people who were closest to me, they didn't recognise that I was masking. And that's, I think for me, that then comes down to taking ownership and saying, okay, I recognise that now. Mm. So now it's up to me to actually change that and let other people see, let other people in. And then that does maybe contribute to, you know, kind of, dulling that loneliness a little bit mm-hmm. but I, you know I think a lot of these things are hindsight so when you're in it in that loneliness yeah. it's crippling Yeah no I resonate with you in terms of the masking and making other people feel really comfortable yet I feel so uncomfortable and like the only person that is in a room full of people wondering why I'm masking so hard when I know I'm in a room with people, but I am not with them. Mm. I don't connect in with them. I don't feel like there's any like real depth there. And I'm also feeling a little bit lost. Like so many people will actually say, and you'll probably think this as well when we were in um, our course, like I, I can play a good protective mode like by putting on that mask and going, yeah, I'm the most confident person in the world and I, my life is perfect. And yes, I'm going to smile for you today. And yes, let's have this conversation. But inside, uh, it's like, <laughs> if someone could peel back my face, it would be a horror movie <laughs> mm. because it, I'm so scared and I don't know what to say and I don't know what the right questions are. And I feel so disengaged. I just don't feel like I'm with people that are around mm. me but then it also gives me that bit of compassion for others I think because now I'm realizing if I feel this way and if loneliness is quite normal like mm. to a degree of like it's gonna happen regularly then maybe other people might feel this way too and maybe they're just smiling but maybe an hour ago or a day ago they weren't actually in a great position and should I be a bit more sensitive to other people and not be so hard to think oh god look at them they have it all look at them dressed amazing gorgeous fabulous life is great they have it all they have the best jobs the best car the best house the best husband the best boyfriend the best life the best everything but really 
Do they have everything that's, you know, you know, are they really happy? Yeah. And I think that was that when you're saying that about being in a room full of people and still feeling that lonely feeling, I think that's probably, well, maybe, maybe it's not, but I felt that too. So it's kind of, is that something we all go through? Because it can happen so often that you're in a room full of people but how many people do you actually share the same values with? Yeah. And I think for us, we we did the training together. And so we never talked about the weather. We never talked about anything surface <laughs> level. Like True. we got straight in there. Oh, so <laughs> for us, I feel like we have such a privileged view of each other and how we both think. And for many of the ones that we, we trained with too, because we got a really good insight into how we're genuinely thinking or genuinely feeling. Mm. But it's a very vulnerable place to go. And I think that's why loneliness, well, for me, I think that's why loneliness is such a, I suppose it's still a taboo thing where Mm. people are afraid to open up that much. And I think I was even talking earlier to a friend and saying that I thought all of a sudden I was meeting all these people who were so open and like wanted to be vulnerable with me. But I didn't realise that it was because I was being vulnerable with them. Mm -hmm. So when you share your vulnerability it's generally reciprocated. Yeah. There's going to be very few situations where someone's going to shut you down. Mm-hmm. And if you are, it's ge- usually because that person is feeling really insecure. But if you've created that safe space or that really beautiful rapport with somebody or that trust, mm-hmm. I think then that's where you can use that vulnerability to kind of peel back the layers a little bit and kind of talk to somebody about being lonely and understand each other and you like the compassion that you're talking about that is huge for somebody yeah. to feel understood is huge like I have a six-year-old who keeps telling me that you know that everything's my fault or everything and then you know <laughs> if, if I turn around and say excuse me was it everything my fault he's like no it wasn't <laughs> and I'm like okay but it's not everyone else's fault we yeah. sometimes have to take ownership for it but like that compassion mm-hmm. with somebody no matter their age is going to be huge and I think that for us having that experience of doing our uh, training with the life coach. I think that has helped me anyway Mm -hmm. so much in that respect of the compassion and the empathy that we can share with other people. But I do genuinely think that the vulnerability is huge because vulnerability was not something I would let myself do. I always saw it as a weakness. Whereas now I like a thousand percent like, oh my God, it's a Mm -hmm. superpower. Everyone needs to be more vulnerable. But back then I I, but again, is it that is it because it's hindsight and it's because I was in it, and so vulnerability was too much for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was a single parent for three years, and I was definitely in survival mode. Like my partner now still has to remind me and be like, "You're not a single parent now. I promise you, I'm here." Mm-hmm. But it's a scary place to be when you're in survival mode or if you're in that loneliness or whatever that is. And let someone in to support you. And let someone in. Mm. Like that is hard. And it can be very easy to slip into the mindset of, well, everyone else has it figured out. Of course. Everyone else has it figured out. All my friends, they're all married. They all have their families. They've all got their own lives. Mm -hmm. So they've all got it figured out. I'm just going to have to stay in survival mode over here. We were mentioning like earlier on about the tribe, like finding the right tribe to be vulnerable with, because obviously, Mm. you know, the topic of loneliness is not an easy or comfortable topic. And even though I'm like, I'm probably trying to manage 
loneliness on a probably a monthly situation. It comes with, you know, when when I mentioned to you early on, you know, sometimes at a weak point of like a woman's cycle where it's it, it creeps in. I, I'm just, I'm not at my best self. And then I, like the vulnerability all heightens. I think that because I have to be so aware that those kind of things impact me, like then I'm realizing, well, if, if it does impact me, it definitely is impacting other people. And it is important to share this but not obviously overshare, but yeah, here, look, I have an episode now. So <laughs> like, like, should I be not oversharing? You you don't know what your boundaries are because you, can, can I be vulnerable with everybody? Should I, like, I mean, originally I actually did not want to open up. I wanted to open up on an Instagram handle, rant on my stories where nobody was following me or I following them. And unfortunately for me, yet fortunately for me, that I it linked to the Facebook and that's how I'm here. But like, you know, I have friends that are very protective of me and they're wondering, is this, am I going too far by exposing that vulnerability? Um, mm. Because, but then in my head, I'm like, it's important to share as well. It's important to share, to show people that these are all the different shades of a human person. And it's not easy. Like sometimes I don't want to share. Uh, and even if I share with friends, sometimes I feel like it should be shared with more people so that there is that compassion piece. I think there's like, there's so many things there that you're saying. So there's one that there's people, other people mm-hmm. wondering mm-hmm. if you should be sharing so much. Yeah. Should you be sharing so much in your opinion? Um, I guess I'm a little bit of an oversharer at, um, at the best of times and it hasn't really helped me before in the past. Yeah. But you already answered it before Mm -hmm. by saying we should be sharing more of this so there is more compassion in the world. Yeah. So you've been told maybe at some stage that you overshare because to me, you just share. Yeah. To me, that's not an overshare. To me, that's very much a sharing. You're a really empathetic, really compassionate, really Mm -hmm. kind and really gentle person. So to me, none of that is oversharing. To me, that's very much like sharing with the world and exactly what you're saying you're Mm. sharing that because we need more compassion Mm -hmm. so like in Ireland we're so bad at being like sure it'll be grand it'll be grand just show it (laughs) under the carpet like just and like my mum's English and they're just as bad as shoving things under the carpet Mm -hmm. so like I've been surrounded by it we all have like Mm -hmm. if you're living in Irish society you shove everything under the carpet but I do think there comes a point where you're just gonna have to say well actually someone's going to have to break this cycle and, you know, you're doing that. Mm -hmm. So like, to me, you're not oversharing. To me, you're genuinely being that person who is breaking that cycle of vulnerability is such a superpower. Mm -hmm. And yes, okay, choose who you share that vulnerability with so that you're not spreading yourself too thin. But by doing something like this, I feel like you hopefully will be making it so that it's a more talked about topic and something that's easier to talk about and easier to share about. So it's never considered an overshare. That is purely just a share. So, yeah, that's my two points. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little bit like speechless now. (laughs) 
thank you. Firstly, <laughs> thank welcome. you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, sometimes I have those little doubts in my head, like should I be doing this this app, this podcast? Because it's it's a very like it's a different space. Mm. Um, I'm so used to like one on one with talking to like really good friends like yourself and my my good crew and my tribe about topics like this that are not easy to speak about. But I think as I've, I'm getting older, I'm definitely feeling a little bit more, um, what's the word, comfortable in my uncomfortableness. I love that. Mm. Yeah. That phrase was used with me when I first ever did a life coaching program. Oh. And she always talked about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. But yeah, I think sorry. like you're saying about your uncertainty about doing something like this. Is that not what loneliness is? Like an uncertainty or a just a, it's an isolation of yourself that you're feeling like, is everyone else okay? And I'm just mm-hmm. not okay. Is it a constant questioning? Is that what loneliness is? But it's all like, or uh, is it also the lack of just general conversation, general socialising, general connection. Because that was something else I was talking about with my friend is that in those three years of me being a a single parent, I hadn't realised how much I needed that physical connection Mm -hmm. and mental and emotional connection. Because I, although I had my son and I do think that that helped in a massive way because he's always on top of me, cuddling me and, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's funny because there would be that point where I'd feel like I'm, you know, I don't want to be touched anymore, but also I just needed a hug. Like the irony of that, I don't know how to even explain it because you're so touched out, Mm -hmm. but you want to be held. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a, again, it's that, it's the different layers or the different versions of loneliness, I think, because it can be so many different things. It can be the uncertainty, it can be the, the connection or the contact, whatever way you want to or whatever way you do see it at the different points mm-hmm. for yeah like the the connection is huge and it's a from for me I always think of humans are social beings so to be isolated is oh like it's not natural it's unnatural yeah so it's a very natural feeling to be lonely in the society that we live in because we all live in our little brick houses mm-hmm and now we're all working remote. Yes, <laughs> so I know. Let's not have just, any colleagues or yeah. any social connection whatsoever. Yeah. Unless we go on Instagram. Yeah. Where it's a screen. Yeah. And you can't have that physical connection. Yeah, it's getting scarier and scarier actually because, you know, I do speak to friends and, you know, sometimes from, you know, feeling like maybe there's nothing to go home to. Mm -hmm. They may work even harder by staying later in their like places of work or, you know, there's that element of like, you know, you're you're so conditioned as well that you're by yourself that you don't recognize even the loneliness. Like I definitely wouldn't say I'm like I, I have lots of good friends and family and whenever I need that support, I have it. But you know, I go home and then it it does get very like, oh, I'm quite obviously by myself, mm. you know, and you, and you think, do I want to go 
out to kind of connect, like you said, mm-hmm. like there isn't, it's important to kind of connect in with people. Um, but from time to time, I think, you know, there are people who are just conditioned to be by themselves because they're, they're now in a habit of it. And so that lonely space can be a little bit like hard to navigate through when you're you're living by yourself and you're on your own and you don't have maybe a child or a boyfriend or a distraction of sorts and you have to make something um, happen so that you can have those connections. Yeah. And people are busy as well. Like, I'm not mm. going to lie to you. Like, am I a bit like, oh, you know, family are busy. I don't want to kind of go, mm. oh, hey, I'm by myself. Can I like, of course, they'd be like, yeah, come on over. But like, you know, yeah. you kind of almost feel like, oh, am I crouching on your time? You're busy family now and, you know, you're busy. And there's the word busy just seems to come up. You almost feel a bit too like... Oh, I, I just don't, I won't, I won't call them. I won't, I won't connect. Yeah. It, I feel like it turns into a vicious cycle then, doesn't it? Because yeah. you, if, for me personally, if I was to say, right, okay, I better go out to see people. Yeah. That would 110% be me masking because I hate going out. I hate it. Like for one drink, maybe, but like 40 minutes tops and I'm, yeah. I want to go home. So if I was going out, that would be me masking. So then it's that thing of, okay, so I'm masking, I'm still lonely Mm -hmm. and the masking is making me lonely. Mm -hmm. So it's that, but, and as well, then it's the uncertainty of, should I ring somebody to like hang out with? Maybe they're too busy. Oh, I'm not sure. The uncertainty then is that vicious cycle again of loneliness. So there's uncertainty and there's loneliness, uncertainty. So it's, I feel like. How do we break the cycle, Jess? Yeah, how many, (laughs) it's, it's, for me, it's all in hindsight. Mm. I'm like, sure. I could solve world hunger in hindsight, mm-hmm. but who can do it in actual time? Nobody can do, not nobody, but it's a very hard thing to do in actual time. So like when I was in the depths of the darkness of feeling so shit about life, I didn't recognise it enough to understand that there's a point here where I have to take some ownership mm-hmm. and say, right, okay, I need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And then things happen and maybe there was some subconscious thing happened in order for me to come out of it again. I have no idea. Like I would have to actually sit down maybe with a therapist for 10 years and figure that one out. But in hindsight, for me, the lonely moments are all when I was masking. Yeah. So the truer I am to myself, I hate those phrases because they're everywhere now. But Mm -hmm. being my authentic self. Yeah has actually been when I have felt the most at ease, the most content, the most comfortable, the most happy and blissful in my life. Whereas the times that I've been masking are when I felt the loneliest. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So you have that awareness now that you look back, Mm. that it's all around masking. Yeah, but that is not saying that I never feel lonely. Mm -hmm. I am so happy in my relationship. Mm -hmm. I am so happy with my life right now. But there's still moments where I'm like, what am I doing? Mm. I feel like nobody gets me. Yeah. Now, that can pass. And again, is it down to things like our monthly cycle or coming into this time of year where it is dark, it is bleak. Mm-hmm. Like, And so the, we're feeling that little bit weaker. We have a little bit less energy. And so the loneliness can feel even bigger. Mm-hmm. But I do think now I have a little bit more awareness so that 
now I recognize when I'm feeling like that, I'm like, okay, I know this is going to pass. Yeah. And that it's okay. You know, the way uh, with mindfulness and things like that now, they're always talking about letting the feeling pass rather than trying to shut it off, allowing that feeling to be there and then letting it pass because everything passes. Happiness, sadness, everything passes. So allowing it to be there, I feel lonely. Okay, am I going to do anything about it right now? Or am I going to get a good night's sleep? Or Mm. am I going to ring a friend? And then letting it pass. So I think for me, that's, I suppose that bit of awareness has helped me to see, okay, this will pass. That's powerful. (laughs) Letting it pass. If we could just get that hashtagged and on a tagline or on a bumper (laughs) sticker, (laughs) let it pass. (laughs) Like, that's so important. But it's a hard one because Mm. it is uncomfortable. Yes. So it comes back to your getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because I think, especially in Irish culture again, when you look at the history of our culture and everything like that, we have been told how to be for so long Mm -hmm. that it is still uncomfortable for so many people. Like I know people in my life who find it so uncomfortable if somebody comes to them with a problem or an issue or tells them, I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling lonely, I don't know what to do. And they can't bear it and they have to brush over it. And that's hard for me to hear it after, like when they're telling me about it. Mm -hmm. Because all I want to say is, that person just wants to be understood. Like they just yeah. want to know that you heard them. Yeah. But what you're doing is acting like you didn't hear them mm-hmm. and ignoring it, which helps nobody. No yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a layered thing and it's a generational thing and it's an awareness thing. So it's not like we can make, wave a magic wand and say, yes, we've fixed it. Well done us. But mm. I do think talking about it has such a big impact because... Like even podcasts, everyone is listening to podcasts now or everyone is listening to something or reading something and people are becoming more aware. So to hear it being talked about and people's experiences of it, I think does help in a massive way. I think there is such power in connection because it is connection. And actually, it's funny because your podcast about loneliness is probably going to make people a lot less lonely. So just talking about it is making people less lonely. Yeah. So somebody who's at home, lonely right now, and they're hearing us talking about being lonely, we're all connected. And so then you realise, ah, maybe not I'm not quite as lonely one, yeah. as I thought. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think that's beautiful. And I think that's like the power of human connection. Gosh, that's so, like, it's so beautifully said. I just, I feel like... I want to just cry right now, but I've been crying so much that I think I'm going to save those tears for a little later. (laughs) That was gorgeous, Jess. Honestly, I think, um, I guess the power behind this podcast is to make people feel less lonely and that it is an okay emotion because it's one of many. um, And to highlight the fact that as uncomfortable as it is, Not one person will ever actually not feel it, but to know that it will pass, like you said, Mm -hmm. that the vulnerability piece is trying to find their true tribe that they can connect in with and just say it out loud, release it. Also, you don't have to do anything about it. You can be okay in that loneliness. Mm -hmm. Just let someone hear you out 
and be at peace with it because there isn't really much else that you can do. I've been in it so much that I do realize it's not something that can actually be like you had mentioned earlier on. There's no magic fix. Yeah. And I I don't know if it has to be fixed because like there is power in in allowing it to be there. Mm -hmm. And I think I think sometimes or previously when I heard loneliness or being lonely, I probably automatically thought of older people. Yeah, of course. And then when you you had talked about it and then I started thinking about where had I thought about loneliness in my life and I realised I've been experiencing it all through life. Mm -hmm. As I'm sure nearly everyone that you're going to be talking to has. Yeah. So it's not just saved for a certain generation. Mm. It's for everyone. And it's like, here's some for you. Here's some for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like It's not like it's this big happy thing, but it is a human emotion. And it is like, I really always go back to like history of, or like the, the natural way of humans, which is the social way. So for us to be so isolated in our lives now, it makes total sense for us to feel like that. And the fact that we need that human connection, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, mm-hmm. it makes sense then that when we don't get that, we will have this feeling of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Like if you end up talking, like, so as a mother, there have been days where I've literally only talked to my child. Yeah. And when you don't have the mental stimulation, <laughs> you can go a little bit cuckoo. Yes, so for me, I can totally understand where uh, you can feel so lonely even when you have that other person there. Yeah. I, I was literally living with another person, but I still felt lonely because there, there was other connections not being met or yeah. the needs of connection not being met. Okay. So it's, it's, for me, it's a very layered thing. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I I don't, I honestly think everybody in the world has experienced it from at different points in their lives. Yeah, they have to have. Yeah, and they they just need to be brave around it and not be afraid of it anymore. Some of the emotions that like a lot of people fear, like they're not, I honestly don't think that those emotions should be feared. I should, I think they should be embraced and you should give them a bit of a, a cuddle in your mind and in your heart and just not overwhelm yourself. Just accept it and acknowledge it a little bit more because it is absolutely normal to have those feelings. And I don't think any boy, any girl, any person in the world here will will actually say they have never experienced it. It's a life, it's a lifelong experience, I think. We just have to learn to navigate yeah. through it. But isn't it interesting how you're saying that we should be able to feel like this and we should be okay with yeah. that. And when we're sitting here now, mm. I feel like we could take over the world. Not take over the world, <laughs> but we could be blissfully happily, happy for the rest of our lives. Yeah. But when you're on your own, it's a different story. True. I think that just proves though that human connection is massive. Yeah, it's powerful. Because I do a lot of group work Mm -hmm. and at the start I was only trying to do Mm one-to-one whereas then I started to do the group work and I realised the power of group work is massive because of the the human connection. Yeah. 
So when you were saying there about like, we should be okay. And I totally agree. But I was recognising that. I know that when I'm sitting on my own and I feel like shit at home, mm-hmm. I'd be like, fuck Judy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel okay. Yeah. I don't know how to feel okay. Yeah. But that's because we're together right now and I feel like everything is okay. Yeah. Because we're you. here, we're connecting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas when you're feeling lonely, There's that's when you're missing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a disconnection. It's funny because I also, like I work with like young people and I also see the power in what a person who is just trying to generate a connection with young minds that you know, you know their vulnerability, but they don't want to show their vulnerability. And they're at a stage where you're just trying to give them a chance to be in a safe space to open up and connect and see each other on a like an even keel surface and not to have these pre-empted judgments mm. because a lot of like our loneliness is down to judgments. People are mm. like, oh, she's, I perceive her to be like this, but really... We're not all as we look or we appear to show that those certain emotions. So, yeah, you're you're absolutely dead right. Like it is important to kind of have that connection with others to kind of create that bond experience because you do feel less lonely. There's Mm. power in numbers. Yeah. And I think there is there where you're saying about that. I think when you're content with yourself, Mm you think about what other people are thinking of you much less. Yeah. So when you're not feeling great, which we talked about the self-esteem linking with loneliness. So when you're not feeling great, Mm -hmm. you're concentrating on what other people are thinking about you more. Whereas when you're more content and most likely less lonely, you're thinking about what they're thinking way less. That was a bit of a mixy-uppy, but... (laughs) No, just to confuse everyone. <laughs> oh my God. But you know, I do think, like I've noticed that myself, that mm. the more content I am, the less I care about what other people think. Yeah, that's very true. And it's very hard to get to that point of contentment. One, it's so hard. Yeah. But it, it's possible. It's very possible. Yeah. It does just take a lot of like, yeah, I suppose, intention. And awareness mm. and, and want, I guess, a want and an intention to kind of get to that point of yeah. contentness and being okay with just showing all sides, the hundred shades of you and I. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I think people then connect better because there's your willingness to be vulnerable. So it will be mirrored to others, especially in a group dynamic or just your tribe and your surroundings when you're you're opening yourself up. So, mm. yeah, it's an amazing piece that nobody really talks enough about in like maybe their home lives or in school lives or in work lives. There is power in just not hiding these feelings because mm. the feelings need to be expressed. They're as equal value to the happiness and the joy that you express. But like, you know, we were mentioning early on about the digital social media, like they portray like a life to be so consistently happy all the time. Like I feel so sorry for young people these days because they look at these happy lives and happy homes and happy interiors and happy filtered faces and 
there's this pure like it's just it's just such a it's 2D it's not really reality mm-hmm. so it is kind of a like a interesting kind of place to be in right now but I'm glad there are people like you and I who are happy with vulnerability and can cry in front of people, can laugh in front of people and can be our own selves because I think that's going to be the attraction and the feature where people need to see this more often to allow themselves to come out of their own mm-hmm. peeling and shell. And and I think it, that brings it back again of yeah. other people yeah. and the tribe and everything because when you're looking for that contentment or feeling good in yourself having people who will cheerlead and who will like cheer you on mm-hmm. and say, you are amazing. You're brilliant. Keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Having that is, money can't buy it. True. So like for me now, my, my partner is amazing at it. Amazing. And he'll say, he's like, why don't you believe, like, believe in yourself more? And I'm like, I actually do though. Like mm-hmm. every week I feel like I'm believing myself more and more. Purely because I'm like, well, I'd be lying to myself because you're telling me I'm amazing. I'm doing amazing stuff. And it's not in a big headed way. It's not like I'm going out to the world and be like, look at me, I'm amazing. Mm -hmm. It's just a genuine, ha, I feel content. There's no mask. I'm just doing what I want, how I want. But having that support has been priceless. Mm-hmm. So having that tribe, I think, is a huge part of it. But again, that's the connection. Yeah. And we're here to promote the connection, people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jess. I've loved having you on board. You've been so amazing to chat to. Thank you so much for listening today with myself and Jess O'Rourke. If anything resonated with you on this podcast, please reach out to our socials at the lonely gal underscore or the email lonelygalpodcast at gmail.com and to Jess Jessica Lee Coaching at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your stories and I'll see you on our next episode. <laughs>